0: What's up, guys? I'm Hugh Rages,
1: and I'm Suicidal Sanders,
0: and we are technically gaming, a weekly podcast covering everything from AMD to World War Z. If it's about gadgets or the interwebs, we've got you covered. If you would like, you can check out the podcast every Friday over at YouTube.com/huurgages our podcast services around the world. Suicide, what's up?
1: Hi, oh, Eugees. How's it going? You know, you said that so smoothly, and that's amazing for your first attempt.
0: For, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I seem to be getting a little. Uh, seem to have been getting a little deja vu this week.
1: Well, we might as well kick things off with a pretty hot one. This has literally just been confirmed in the last uh, couple of hours uh, of us uh, recording this. Um, it'll be a couple of days old by the time you uh, get to hear it on Friday. But uh, uh, Last of Us 2, we have a release date, and it is, uh, if I remember rightly, uh, June 19th? June?
0: yeah, I believe so. Or somewhere around there. And June 19th,
1: and, and it, it's a big, that's really unexpected because um the game was due to originally come out in february and uh then it Sony pushed back it back. To May. yeah and uh the last we heard as of yesterday it was a completely unknown release date nobody knew when it was coming out i mean if anything it sounded like it was going to be around august september time maybe yeah uh but now uh sony's pushed it up to june and um I haven't seen it myself, if anything. I've actually been trying to avoid it, but it's my understanding that this decision may all boil down to quite a significant leak that's occurred with one of the developers. Um, yeah. Whether it's deliberate or not, I don't um, know. But
0: From what I've heard, it was. And I don't know if it's specifically true, but I heard, from what I've heard, the developer was angry because something was going on, and he was pretty upset about i guess the crunch time of this game right and he decided to leak this this content out
1: yeah and um I'm, as I said, I'm not even going to pretend I know. I know what the content was. I haven't watched it myself because I don't want spoilers. I, I, I'll probably will play. It. I'm not a huge fan of The Last of Us, but I probably will play this at some point. So I don't want it spoiled for me. From but from what I understand, it was a video that included a lot of cutscenes, um, including mm-hmm. the cutscene from the ending of the yes. game. Yeah. All in all, this is content that Sony really, really did not want to be in the public domain.
0: Oh no! I mean, even at
1: this, even at this point. Um, so it, the, the the overwhelming feeling is that Sony's been this developer has forced Sony to push up the release date to June simply because Sony's now terrified that everyone's going to see this leak and uh, <laughs> pretty much figure out everything they need to about the game. The
0: que- um, the the question that needs to be kind of asked here is, I I feel like. Is it is it right for a developer to do this, even if he's mad at the company? Because to me, it it hurts. Sure, it hurts the company and it's gonna. But doesn't it hurt the fans that you made the game for, too, by putting spoilers out there? There's two arguments
1: to be made, isn't there? Yes, you can argue that he has spoiled the game for a number of people. The flip side is that he's made it he's made this game come out probably two, three months sooner than it was going to. So if if you're looking forward to the game and you can avoid the spoilers, and that that's gonna be the hard part, because as I said, I've not seen the spoilers. I'm I'm trying to avoid them, but it's like you At the risk of throwing up a spoiler, it's like watching the film The Sixth Sense. Once you're told that the spoiler alert that Bruce Willis is dead, it ruins the film for you. If you know that from the beginning, it's ruined for you. And, you know, it's. I suppose the concern is that if you are going to be avoiding this, sooner or later, if you do just go on the internet, you you may come across this. So um, if you really are looking forward to The Last of Us 2, you will are going to want to... Keep your head down on the internet until this comes out. Because in fairness, I I can't even think of an example like this before where this much information critical to the game, you know, there's been plenty of always well, leaks about games. Honestly, but very little um, about
0: plot. from what I heard about Final Fantasy VII before it came out, the whole script of the game was uh, leaked. Uh
1: Was it? I I was aware that there were certain leaks just because it was being shipped to different parts of the world at different times. I think Australia was some of the first to get it. I think they got it way back at the beginning of the month.
0: Oh, I mean, before before the release date even happened.
1: Oh, okay. Well, in fairness, so if you played the uh, original, then you already know pretty what's going to happen. I haven't played the remake, but I'm pretty sure Aerith's going to die. I'm,
0: <laughs> I've heard the remake is quite different from the actual game.
1: Um, I've, I've, I, I, I do want to play the remake, but with all this COVID lockdown, I haven't had the chance to go out and buy it. I'll wait till it's on a, on sale. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm I'm not that fussed about playing it right now. I do want yeah. to try it, but just not for uh, the u.s equivalent of about 60 70 dollars i can wait until it's in a sale <laughs> which it will be very soon this it's always the way with games like this that they're really hot on launch then about a month later everyone who wants it has got it and the price just tumbles down so
0: all right so we got, um, uh, we got quite a bit to talk about today so we might want to move on <laughs>
1: yeah definitely well um First thing uh this is this I can cover this one really really quickly um Fortnite on, um since it it's been very popular on um mobile devices when it came out it was a little about 2 years ago First landed on um Android and iOS. Um, Android, though, was a little bit weird in the fact that Epic Games was trying to self-publish it. You couldn't get it from the Epic Games store. You had to download it direct from their website to install on your Android device. Long story short, it's because Epic Games had a bit of a problem with the 30% cut that Google takes out of its Play Store. In other words, for every dollar you spend on the Google Play Store, 30 cents of it goes to Google. Uh, so they tried to cut out the middleman. Um, whether it's worked or not is a matter of opinion. I can't honestly say I've ever been a huge fan of Fortnite, but uh, no, either way, really. Epic, <laughs> Epic Games has given up and they've put the game on the Epic on the um, Google Play Store. So if you want to play Fortnite on Android, it's easily available on the Google Store now. Do you um, do you
0: feel like there may be some reasoning behind this while they're doing this? Maybe I think they've done it just, popularity just is heard. dying out some or something. Yeah, I think they I think they think that Fortnite's peaked.
1: And it probably has. We we're, we're at the point now where the next big thing is going to come at any moment. Um Fortnite was huge for about a year, year and a half, but we're ready now for something, you know, new to take the kids' imagination. God knows what that'll be. But um I know I probably won't like it.
0: <laughs> probably not. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so if you're into your Fortnite, the good news is you don't have to go onto their uh, Epic's website to play it anymore. You can get it on Google Play. Huzzah. Right. uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Hugh, have you ever heard of the Magic Leap? I have not. And that's not surprising. And that may very well tie into what we're about to talk. Magic Leap was one of the few independently developed uh, AR headsets. That's augmented reality. Now, I'll quickly explain the difference between that and VR. Virtual reality is a graphical representation of a world or an environment. AR, augmented reality, takes the existing environment and tweaks it to include graphical artifacts for example if you if we were wearing an ar headset watching you I you might see, see a bunch of lemmings, lemmings on my on his shelf. exactly <laughs> um now it it has raised over 2 billion dollars in um in the, in finance since it launched and it first kind of peaked its head about 5 6 years ago um A lot of uh, big names uh, associated with it, names that probably won't mean a lot to 99% of people, but a chap called Graham Devine, a Scottish chap. He's um, been working a lot on it. Um, Anyone familiar with older PC games will uh, possibly uh, remember his name, but uh, he's been a graphical designer for over 30 years and he's involved with it. And uh, it's unfortunately um, when it, finally came out retail last year, it did really badly. Um as of Christmas, they haven't updated sales figures yet, but it sold less than six thousand units. Wonder um, (laughs) for for (laughs) a product that has basically eaten up two billion dollars in research and and development. Um uh, six thousand commercial sales is not good considering that they sold for two thousand dollars i mean that was another problem the fact that they sold for over two thousand dollars each no not many people can afford to spend that much money on that is on an ridiculous
0: AR headset. man <laughs> especially I mean, whenever have, you can go out and you can get like a vr headset like you can get like i think the oculus quest is like maybe a two hundred dollars at most yep
1: Yeah, I have an Oculus Rift that probably cost me about four or $500, and I had to do a lot of soul-searching before I bought that, and I only bought it really because I wanted to see what it was like. It was a disposable purchase, and yes, it's a lot of money, but I certainly would not throw $2,000 at something like that.
0: You also have to think that even with the VR uh, headsets, um it's just now getting to a point where like full games are being made for them it's like you can't imagine that many things are being made for the for this hit for this um for the magic leap
1: no as far as i was aware there was a prototype for lemmings there was a uh, an angry birds game for it that kind of puts you into the the remit of where we are with this um The developers were hoping to land onto military contracts, uh, because as you all know, the US military spends a, um, I was nearly swore then, I was trying not to, but they spend a heck of a lot of money (laughs) on on projects like this. Uh, So yeah, they tried to get military funding, it didn't happen. Uh, they've just ha- announced that they've had to lay off over half of their staff, or at least half of the staff, so that's about a 1,000 people um, out of out of work now. Um, they've cut all development of any um, internal or uh, projects, and it seems that the, all they're doing now is working solely on the Magic Leap 2, which I presume is going to be a much less expensive version of the original. I know it sounds contradictory that the the follow-up would be less expensive, but it's probably going to be a cut-down version that people can buy. They um, need
0: the to do something is, with the technology that they've already made. The bottom line is,
1: I'm not sure they're going to last that long. If they've had to, when companies lay off that many staff and scrap everything in the works, that means that they are in serious financial trouble. And as uh, I said, th- this is a, this is a company that's seen investment from Google, uh, well Alphabet, Google's parent company. Um, uh loads and loads of people really interested in this, and it just uh, it's just not looking good. And the biggest pity is that when you do the research, I mean, if you were to go onto um, YouTube and just Google Magic Leap and look at some of the videos they put out, the technology is fantastic, but they may just be a bit too ahead of the curve here, and it looks like they're running out of money, which isn't a good combination. No, it's not. So if you have a magic league headset um (sighs) why (laughs) (laughs) um but um because truthfully uh, unless something changes there majorly they're probably going to end up being bought out by uh well they ain't going to get bought by facebook because facebook has an interest in oculus but you get the idea um so that isn't good news for them moving on to something more
0: positive I want to move on to something, and I want you to tell me about this because I'm very interested in this. And that is the fact that people are using PC fans to hack data from people. How (laughs) is this a thing?
1: (laughs) it's It's complicated. I don't know exactly what's happening at the moment, but I think there is some kind of online expo of um hackers demonstrating theories and concepts of how to steal data from your computer. This isn't the only one I will, quick, well, I will move on to another one afterwards. But yeah, uh, a hacking uh, um, a hacking researchers have found a really complicated way that can use your pc fans to steal data off your system now it's it's honestly it's too complicated for me to explain a simply and b without taking up 20 minutes so what i'm going to just try and do is just cover it as quickly as i can without trying to blind everyone with the science what it requires is firstly, it requires that the hacker can control the PC, but specifically the speed in which the fans run. From that, it'll use the fans to set up um, your computer to run at a certain frequency, or, or more accurately, it'll tune the overall vibrations of your PC. Um, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, it's proven to work. Goodness,
0: the problem with man. this concept
1: is that it has to be taken a step further. What it then requires is for the um, the person being hacked to also have their phone compromised with the phone set up with a particular piece of malware or something that is listening and detecting the vibrations. And from those, it can determine what data, it can basically read the data from the vibrations and convert it and send it to whichever malicious source. There's And it sounds crazy, but there are three key points in this. Firstly, it has been proven this can be done. This isn't just like crazy tinfoil hat stuff. This is legitimate, legitimate hacking methodology. Point two, it's almost impossible to replicate in the real world. Firstly, you've got to have somebody who's got a compromised PC. Then you've got to have somebody who's the same person has to have a compromised phone. So the chances of those two things happening are slim to zilch. Thirdly, even if this was possible, you found somebody that had a a compromised PC, compromised phone. They were allowing the two to sit reasonably close to one another. The good news is that the largest data file that you could possibly transfer would be about four kilobytes. So (laughs) there ain't much on my PC smaller than four uh, four (laughs) kilobytes. So, you know, it's, it's... Nobody said it was a great concept, but it is just mad that it is possible at all in the first place. Sounds and, uh, to me
0: like somebody has too much time on their hands. Well, sometimes it it's it sounds
1: crazy, but it's just proving that the concept can work is sometimes the the reward in itself. Because um, there was another one revealed literally a day or two later of how they used an AMD workstation card. I think it was the uh, 3100X, um, the Radeon Pro. Um, And they found a way. Um, It was a similar kind of method, but a a lot more reliable. And um, it could transfer high yields of data. What it would do is that um, by injecting some um, malware onto the user's PC, um, it would control the clock speed Of the graphics card and allow it to fluctuate and this is where things get a bit weird the fluctuations could be used to create an RF radio signal so basically like your graphics card turned into a a radio broadcast tower and from that it could use binary um, it could use essentially binary or morse code to transmit data Um, it's crazy man this was quite impressive (laughs) for a few reasons firstly that it was possible at all Secondly, it didn't. uh, Your PC didn't even have to be connected to the internet. Your your graphics card would essentially become the broadcast tower, and it had a range of up to fifty foot. So you know, (laughs) somebody two streets over could. Could be accessing the data. Uh, thirdly, there was absolutely no way to know that this was happening. Um, RF frequencies are completely undetectable by human. You need to like literally have a radio sat on your desk, and even then, you'd have to kind of <laughs> somehow perceive the frequency and find it on there. Um, so this was a much much better system of getting data off a PC without you knowing. The only downside is that a it required somebody to get the um, um, malware on your PC in the first place. B, I think it would be very specific on the graphics card. I don't pretend to know the science, but I think you'd have to have a graphics card running at a particular frequency that would allow it to modulate in such a way to make it uh, a broadcast, broadcastable signal. And thirdly, whoever's stealing your data has to be fifty foot away from you. So if you know if somebody has stolen data off your PC by this method, you probably know who they are. So. This isn't this isn't some random person in China trying to steal um, information off your hard drive, but it's really really interesting concepts. Um, it's crazy and that people a,
0: are even coming up with this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's but it's I I, I really like it just because it it really does sh- it's it's the point isn't to show practical hacking, it's just to show that. There are ways to think outside the box to do it. And as you say, a lot of them will be pointless, but you never know. Sooner or later, somebody might land onto something that is a genuine risk that no one had ever considered before. I mean, if you'd have asked me, could you use a graphics card as a a RF transmitter? No, never. Not possible. But it is. Or at least on this particular one.
0: So speaking of hackers, we got some uh, stuff happening with modern warfare and hackers, don't we?
1: we do indeedy um um it's specifically modern warfare warzone um as i'm sure many of you are aware this is a game that is is it entirely free to play i think it is um, warzone we own,
0: is yes um uh, so stuff like that no warzone, so the warzone yes. aspect is a free game um
1: I will say I, I love it. I think it's probably one of the best Battle Royale games that we've seen for a while. Maybe not the best in terms of initial reception, but it's the most polished. It's the one that feels the best put together. Um, but whenever you get a free game, particularly on the PC, you will always encourage cheaters. And it is a a fairly significant problem in the game at the moment. I, I can't honestly say hand on hand, i've encountered any cheaters on there yet but there are some times where you wouldn't know if you did if the cheater is literally just running a a map hack that means that they can see where you are and that doesn't mean they're aimbotting An aimbot is a far more obvious means of cheating in a game um but it means that they may know where you are always without you ever having a clue um but what um Well, Activision has said that Activision, in in fairness to them, they have been fairly proactive on the bans. I think at last report, they'd already banned about 60,000 accounts. How well that works with a free game, I don't know. I can't can't imagine it would be any more difficult than just... um, It depends how they ban you, but um, I imagine there are workarounds to that. But what they've started to do is... uh, um, Employ a system that was v- very similar to one that From Software used in Dark Souls, and that's known as the soft ban. Um, do
0: you want to do you want to elaborate on what the soft ban is here? Pretty much, what it does is it sticks. It doesn't particularly ban you from playing the game, but it takes all of the people who have cheated, and it starts putting them together instead of with the people who don't cheat. Yeah, it's basically
1: um, dirty pool. All the cheaters get thrown. They don't get banned outright. They just all get thrown into the same dirty pool. That, as far as, and it, it's a clever system for two reasons. Firstly, so pretty never much, told... Warzone
0: is gonna look like Modern Warfare two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't get me started. That. that was oh, that was a nightmare on PC. But <laughs> the, so I, I actually a lot of people are grumbling that this is basically Activision just admitting that they. Are struggling to solve the cheating problem. For me, I like it and for two reasons. Firstly, you're never told you soft band. Uh if you got soft band on Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 1, you never got a notification that it had happened. You were just placed in the cheating pool. And that's how it's gonna be uh on um uh, Modern Fair War zone. If you're cheating, you're you're not gonna get a little pop-up saying, okay, you we, we suspect you've been cheating, so you're in the you're playing, we're gonna put you with other cheaters. It just happens. Um, and secondly I like it because it may be a more effective long term means of keeping cheaters down particularly if they're cheating and they don't know that they're playing with other cheaters it means that they're. it's far less likely that they're going to quickly come back to the main game if that is even possible so For people who play it legitimately, the good news is that at least Activision has been proactive. And um, it does lead on to another point. I haven't prepped uh, Hugh on this one, but it was something I literally only covered last night. And um, because when I talk about games ruined by cheaters, I think uh, PUBG is one of the best examples of that. Um, It was a really, really great game. It really was. I'm not not even going to mince my words the moment they opened it up to china to serve a share with <laughs> europeans and north america and all that the cheaters just flooded in and it's no coincidence that the vast majority of the cheaters came from china and um it was a major problem it, it practically killed the game actually between whatever competition there was between PUBG and fortnite the cheating issue in PUBG was enough to Push Fortnite onto that, and it's not saying that Fortnite doesn't have cheating problems, but it was enough to really just take Fortnite as a, as the outright winner of that battle royale war. Um, but it came to my attention that I was having a mooch on the internet, and I saw this video. Um, if you want to watch it yourself, it's on YouTube, and I think the title is PUBG G Cheaters um, Get Trolled." And I'll run for it quickly. It was a it was a chap who decided to make his own cheating software except it wasn't cheating software it was fake cheating software designed to bait in people who wanted to cheat in PUBG. um it was a map hack so as we were just talking before it was specifically designed to show you the location of the players uh but he injected it uh it was a it was basically malware that he'd created so the legality of it is a bit questionable but it did three amazing things Firstly, if the player, if the cheater who downloaded the software and he paid to have this um upvoted on Google as well, the person who created this actually paid Google to upvote it in the ad. So it it got downloaded thousands of times. Um if the person using so th- this is all under the assumption that the person is using this software in PUBG to cheat. Um what it would do is if the player was driving at a um, velocity in a vehicle that would kill them, it would automatically eject them from the car every single time. So if you're running this cheat software, and as you know, in PUBG, it's not like um, COD if, where you can get out the car and just run off at any speed. PUBG punishes you if you get out of a moving vehicle. Um, it's sometimes you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing it would do, is it, it automatically, if you would, Taking a car, I think the actual limit in the game was like 85 kilometers an hour or, you know, just over 50 miles an hour. It would eject you from the vehicle and kill you. So that was one thing it did. Second thing it did was it would allow you to cook grenades. In other words, you could pull the pin, hold it, get ready to throw, let it count down. But rather than throwing it, it would just drop it on the floor underneath you. And you wouldn't get any sound notification. So you thought you'd think you'd thrown the grenade at someone, whereas it was actually sat right at your feet. Uh, So that'll kill you. Um, The third thing it did was personally my favorite, though, and it was um, for people using it in teams. If one of your teammates got um, wounded and you were trying to pick them up, it would work for about three or four seconds, but then would automatically trigger your gun to fire for three to four seconds. So in other words, the person you were trying to revive, you would kill them with your own gun. (laughs) It was just absolutely genius stuff and um (laughs) that
0: is amazing
1: the best part about it was was that he also set up this um malware to send um a copy of the video to his google drive so every time somebody who downloaded his fake software died in the game he'd get a um a video sent to his google showing them how they died and as i said if you go on youtube it's PUBG cheaters get trolled uh, he explains how it works for the first two, three minutes of the video, and then the, the next eight or nine minutes is just clips of people dying <laughs> because they've been using this cheat software. That is so
0: amazing. That guy, I, I really loved it. It's
1: That's... one of, uh, it's it's the kind of troll I like because it's it's specifically targeting uh... people who are just trying to screw other players over. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you get if you're looking for a bit of free entertainment for 10 minutes, watch that video because it is fantastic. <sighs> so, moving on, uh, last week we spoke a little about um, uh, the upcoming Intel Comet Lake S platform, a lot about the Z490 motherboards, um. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about here and I don't really want to repeat myself so I'm just going to go over the points in brief um we've seen a leak showing pretty much every motherboard that Gigabyte's going to release from the platform we've also seen um their official website's been updated I think it's actually the Gigabyte Aurus website so if you want to look for it yourself that's where you go um their website's been updated to say that there is going to be a major press announcement on the thirtieth, which will be the day in which this—excuse uh, me—the day before this goes live. Um, so uh, it looks that the like the Z four ninety motherboards are going to hit NDA this Thursday. So if you are interested in the new uh, Comet Lake S platform from Intel, um, it looks like you're at least going to get some firm confirmation about what the motherboards are going to be like um the biggest question mark is whether they're going to be pcie 4.0 compatible um well i'm not going to bore you with the technical aspects of this but basically most pcs at the moment run on pcie 3 pcie 4.0 is faster this these are the slots that your graphics cards or um storage drives can hook up to um 4.0 4.0 is a lot faster at the moment. It's only available on AMD X570. Uh, I stand to be corrected on that. Um, motherboards. Um, we don't know whether Intel is going to offer compatibility for it or not with this release. We think we think that the boards are going to be compatible, but we don't think Intel is quite ready for it to be made a fact with this particular processor. So we'll see what happens. Um, One bit of good news, if you are looking to make the move to Intel Comet Lake S, um, it is going to be moving to a new socket. It's going to be LGA 1200. Um, That's usually, that's not uncommon for Intel. Intel loves swapping its motherboards and sockets for every single processor it releases. Unlike AMD, who likes to try and stick within the certain the certain boards and the platforms for example despite the fact that amd is on their third generation of ryzen the original motherboards released for it are still fully non about 89 percent of them are still fully compatible with the most modern um processors so intel doesn't do that intel loves just releasing new motherboards just to annoy everyone um <laughs> the good the good news is that comet lake s the lga 1200 platform is going to be compatible with coolers that have been designed for the 115X socket. Now, um, that's the same platform that was used in Intel 7th Gen, which was uh, arguably one of their most popular things, like the i7-7700K. So, uh, and there's others as well, but if you have a cooler already that's um, socket 115X compatible, Noctua at the very least have said that every single one of their coolers designed for that works on this new socket for Intel. So you aren't going to, you know, yes, if you move into Comet Lake, you will have to get a new motherboard, but the chances are if you already have a cooler, it'll work on these. But as we touched on last week, it is presuming that Comet Lake S isn't going to run as insanely hot as I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but which case, if you do have a cooler, it needs to be a really, really good one. If you just have like a $20, $30, uh, stock air cooler type thing, something say from ID calling or deep Cool or something like that, it, it ain't going to, I wouldn't, um, you are really, I think if you're taking existing coolers, you want a, um, 240 mil all in one as a minimum. Um, Ideally, one from a good brand, someone like Be Quiet or um, Corsair. Um, I'd say, in terms of air coolers, you really are in. There's only two that I would recommend at this particular point, and that would be uh, a design from either Noxure or the Sive Assassin 3. You're looking at really, if you are going down the air cooler road, you want a super high performance air cooler. Um. Don't don't go cheap on middle of the road. And if it's AIO, you're looking at two forty mil. Ideally, three sixty mil. And at the very least, I'd say go for a decent brand. You. I don't honestly. I'm worried that this Intel Comet Lake S is going to punish people who go cheap on uh, on their coolers.
0: To make it simple, the damn thing runs hot. Buy a cooler that's going to cool it. <laughs> don't cheap yeah. out. And- don't, don't know. Don't, it's, it's, it.
1: I, I'm I'm trying not, I, I really am trying not to ramble on on the subject, but it, uh, I am convinced that Intel Comet Lake S will be a very fast and decent processor, but I am more than worried about how this is going the to be. The drawbacks received. are just going
0: to be what kills it.
1: And if you attempt to run this from what I've seen on, on standard, because up until this point, pretty much any cooler would run okay on any processor. Um You, you obviously have better, more money, better coolers gave you better performance, but I don't think even middle of the road it may cut it with Intel at this point. So um if you are planning on reusing a cooler, I hope you have something like a, a Corsair H100 or H115, um, um, you know, or uh, ideally something even better than that, because it's going to be putting some stress on that but moving on to more positive matters we do um have news in regards to nvidia and that is in regards to their ampere on the uh, a little under a week ago nvidia teased a post saying uh, get amped um putting two and two together this is uh, something of a lead balloon hint that um on May the 14th, NVIDIA is officially going to reveal something, if not everything, of its new Ampere graphics architecture that's going to be used in the NVIDIA 3000 series of graphics cards. Um, there's there's not a lot to um, to say on, on the subject beyond that. Um, it's been well known that NVIDIA does still plan to release the graphics cards before the end of this year, all going well with COVID and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been. It'll be about. Uh, I think it's three years since the launch. Uh, two years, maybe of the, of the two. Um, the two thousand series. So you know, timing is right for the next. Uh, Nvidia releases. Um, are they going to be good? Probably. Are they going to be better than AMD? Almost certainly. Um, what AMD has now is barely, just slightly below the best. Um nvidia has and um, when nvidia release these they're just going to widen the gap even further so um if you are in the market for the graphics cards you may just want to check out nvidia's website on uh, may the 14th the chances are you're not going to get to see much about the new graphics cards because we already know what they're going to be it's going to be the 3060 the 3070 the 3080 38 ti and whether nvidia uh, rehashes the super range or not i don't know but um if you are interested, we're going to get some Ampere details on May the 14th. Um, and I'm just uh, seeing here. Got a bit of news in regards to overclocking. Um, firstly, I don't know if you're aware of it, um, Hugh, but uh, one of the most popular free tools that people can use to benchmark their systems is a program called User Benchmark. Um, I did not. It- now it's it's free to download. Um, I'm going to be absolutely bluntly honest. It is not a good piece of benchmarking software, um, and that's not because of the controversy surrounding it either. A lot of people um, think that it unfairly um, favours Intel processors over amd they think that the, the benchmarking software has been specifically written to always give intel an advantage even in instances where the amd processor is better i don't know whether this is true but this is what i've heard there can be instances where the Intel, the amd processor, will outscore it in nine of the tests but the overall result will still just give the intel equivalent the, the win for no apparent reason well, i don't why? know whether it's true or not but Apparently, it's been banned from uh, three groups on Reddit because, and I can only presume it's because the moderators are sick of hearing people arguing about it. And um, when you get Intel and AMD fanboys in the same room, that you know, eventually it, it will always spiral into chaos, and yeah. somebody will call somebody <laughs> else a Nazi, and Hitler will get mentioned. This is how the, these conversations go, particularly on Reddit. So, um, but it's been banned by the. Um, trying to think of the groups. I know it's been banned by uh, uh, the subreddit um, Intel subreddit. I know it's been banned on the hardware subreddit. Any mention of this um, benchmarking tool or the results taken from it, completely banned from those two groups. It's not outright banned by AMD subreddit yet, but it's really on the verge. And I I don't think it's anything to do with the controversy surrounding it. If you think it, favors
0: amd I mean, it's just bringing negativity Uh, to these places and they don't want that
1: yeah (laughs) i mean in truth i don't care much about the benchmarking software there is better benchmarking tools out there if you want a couple of them that are i I, i'm partially free to use you got 3d mark and pc mark that they can be downloaded and used um cinebench as well i think as, as some free versions but there are better benchmarking tools out there than this one people just use this one because it's a convenient way of comparing scores with other users but it doesn't mm. uh the bottom line is that it's it's been a controversial um benchmarking tool for a while now i mean if you want to try it feel free it works if you just want to compare your old let's say you you're upgrading your pc in a few months and you want to see how it stacks up against what you used to have it's a useful tool considering it's free but considering it's free it's a long way from perfect um something that isn't a long way from perfect though is i um we heard news earlier this week that somebody had clocked an old amd 8350 which is uh uh, just to put this into context this is an amd processor from about eight years ago um seven or eight years ago certainly not new in fact i actually have have one running in one of my systems around the house somewhere um but somebody managed to overclock it to over 8.1 gigahertz which is absolutely ridiculously high for this processor um the 8350 was arguably one of the best and worst releases for amd um it came under their prior leadership and it's almost i think you may recall me mentioning on a few occasions that i'm starting to compare in now to how amd was 10 years ago yeah and this was kind of when amd started going down the wrong road they went for high core counts um high f- um frequencies because when the 8350 first came out, it was, at least in on paper, a bit of a monster. It was, eight, it was an eight-core processor running at I think the base clock speed was 4.1 gigahertz. That's, on paper, faster than designs you see now. Um, the brand-new Ryzen 3700, that's eight-core, but I think its base clock speed is only 3.8 gigahertz or something like that. So it sounded impressive at the time, but what AMD did essentially was fudge the numbers and get a bit creative with their marketing um it was a, it was a really solid little processor for not a lot of money um uh, but it ran it required a hell of a lot of power this is where i'm going to say you i'm going to be sounding like i'm repeating myself it required a hell of a lot of power and it got very very hot and it's basically the design that started to cement the rumors of amd being hot um you would hear story you know it wasn't it was a it was old jokes like you know if you need to heat your room just open up the side of your if you've got an amd in your pc just open up the side of the case Um,
0: you might just be able to do that with the intel well maybe (laughs) maybe
1: but um the fact that somebody has been able to get this to 8.1 gigahertz it's not the record i think the current record for it stands at 8.3 but um it's really remarkable of course it hasn't been done under traditional cooling methods it's used liquid nitrogen um to cool down the processor but it, it's remarkable more from the point of view that it was such a badly designed processor that getting it this high is quite remarkable there are, there are not many samples of this sh- um chip that could do that um because um this was back in the day when it's a quality controls is a lot better now but um Around 10 years ago, not all chips were created equally. Some were a damn sight better than others when it came to overclocking, and it was really something of a, a roulette. If you plan to go down the road of extreme overclocking, it was a roulette wheel as to whatever chip you ended up with was a good one or not. Um, and they are considered something a bit of a holy grail now amongst, because it was, might not being been a very good processor in terms of outright performance. It was really good for overclocking. And that's why people are on the hunt for these processors now. They want to find the one that they can be, that can be pushed the furthest um, in terms of actual performance. It means absolutely nothing. As I said, this is old technology that's been superseded, and it, it was, it was uh, AMD's folly. Um, they could have chosen to make their designs better, like Intel did, but they decided just to go for, go down the road of more cores, more frequencies, but just not faster. So. Um, As I said, I think there is a video on YouTube about that if you want to check it out. I'm just going to see if I can find out the uh, guy uh, who created the video. I think it's – I don't know the guy's name. It's a German fella. It's uh, called uh, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, except the B's an 8. He's a well-known overclocker on YouTube. If you want to check it out, it's on there. But uh, it's – yeah, he gets it up to 8.127. So – For extreme overclocking on a processor that was as janky as that, that's pretty good. Dead air, come on, Hugh, any time you like.
0: (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) No, um, probably a lot of people won't, but it it interests me. But,
0: moving forward, Far Cry 3 Remaster was teased now, wasn't it? It was. Um... Michael Mando
1: uh, was the voice actor who played um, Vass. Did you say it like that? Is
0: it Vass or Vass? I've never played Far Cry 3. Never. So uh, that, if it is being remastered, that's probably a
1: good now, thing. Now might be the time for you to give it a try. Um, yeah, but he's better known these days as the actor who plays um, Nacho out of Better Call Saul. Um, he... Um, He's, in, in fairness, he, he really is excellent in that show, but um, he's a voice actor who did vast for uh, Far Cry 3, and he uh, did an AMA on Reddit, and um, I don't think the question asked was specifically about... I think it was more about the vast character than if the game was going to be remade, but he did drop a pretty, pretty significant hint that a remaster could be on the way. Uh, let me just uh, pull up uh, what he said... Um, so blah, 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 blah. Um, I still get recognized as Vass, and I feel the outpouring of love for that character makes me very happy. Who knows? Maybe I will reprise the role very soon. Tong tong emoji. Well, Which, you
0: know, it's, it's you, not nailed on, but... It's, it's like... We talked about this a little last week with, like, you know, like Resident Evil 4 and it uh. being confirmed that does far cry 3 really need a remaster um
1: i'm dr- i'm going to see when it came out actually i think maybe 2020 uh 2012 or, yeah it was 2012 um november 2012 so it's getting on for 8 years old um uh, i can answer this one pr- probably pretty quickly does it need to be remastered no is there a good reason to do it? Yes. Many consider Far Cry 3 to be the best game the franchise has ever produced. And simply based on the love of the um, the third installment, people will buy it. Ubisoft isn't stupid. Ubisoft loves making yeah. money. Um, if, if they didn't, they wouldn't keep releasing Assassin's Creed games that just seem to continually get closer to the toilet. But um, would they remaster Far Cry 3? Yeah, I think they would. And probably just solely based on the fact that they could cash in do you, on people do you who bought the like, game eight years ago buying it again. Do you feel like
0: some of these companies are just doing this because maybe they're running out of ideas? Um, no, I
1: think they're doing it because it's cheaper. If you already own the IP and you've already got the base, <laughs> base of the game, uh, if not the game itself, because... There's a big dis- uh, difference between remakes and remasters. A remake yeah. literally remakes the, gra- uh, the game from the ground up. A remaster will nine times out of 10 take the existing code and all it will do is um, improve the graphics, update the character models, and that's about it. So they don't have to fiddle around in the coding. They just have to fiddle around with the characters and the graphics and just make it a bit prettier. It's a very easy and convenient way to make a lot of money. Um so, I mean, there's absolutely no confirmation about this at all, but do I yeah. think it's going to happen? Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. It's There's been some people saying that if they were going to remaster any, it'd be the first or the second one. No, they'll pick the third one, and they'll pick the third one because the third one was the most popular. Um, there's a reason why when they started remaking the Resident Evil games, they didn't start with the first one. They just went straight to the second one, and then they went straight to Nemesis, and for some reason they they're going to. I do. I. Resident Evil Four is the only one that's confused me slightly, unless it is a remake rather than a remaster. But, um, I think it I don't would,
0: think I. I think it would be a remake because haven't they already kind of did a remaster for?
1: They've done a HD version, which is make of that what you will. I mean, HD just means it runs at 1080p resolution. Mm um i don't it's so yeah are they running out of ideas no are they maybe getting a bit too lazy and playing things a bit too safe yeah probably um but far cry free remastered will sell you you could release that tomorrow and um, oh, before yeah. next weekend it'll have shipped over a million copies so it uh you can't argue when things make money and you know, if people are genuinely getting sick of remakes and remasters, then all you need to do is stop buying them. Sooner or later, the publishers and developers will will, will listen and start coming up with fresh IPs. But um, there's not many of them. In fact, Cyberpunk 2077 is about the only f- truly fresh FP I'm aware of on the way at the moment. Um, so you can make of that what you will. On the lighter side of news, we um, saw indications now, of course, with this COVID 19 business affecting everyone all around the world, we're all being told stay at home, be a responsible citizen, social distance, etc. Et Except um, for me. What, you, what, you, what do you
0: say? Except for me. I got to go to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except for Hugh. Hugh's on the front. Him. he works in uh he works at a, a well-known retail store um but he is a frontline worker you so um in regards to all that jazz and being told to stay at home i mean there's, there's a lot of positives and negatives firstly we're seeing a lot of i will start with one of the few positives we've seen a lot of developers and publishers offering a lot of pc games for free yes. um Uh, This week alone, uh, we've seen um, Alien Isolation. That was available for about $2. Um, That's probably expired by the time you've um, watched this, so uh, don't bother looking on Steam now. But that was down to a a couple of bucks, which is a fantastic game for $2, even if uh, some people do spend the entire game hiding under desks. Shut up! Um, (laughs) Um. uh total war shogun 2 sega is currently giving that out for absolutely zip that will still be on sale by the time this uh, goes live but you will need to act quickly it does end on the 1st of may so if you are going to uh, grab your free copy of that go for it great game and the price is right um but so taking it a step further, I um GOG read a gave in the out week.
0: quite a bit of games too, I believe. Not too What's long that, ago. I think G O G they gave out a lot of games, uh Yeah. I think yeah it was like uh, six uh, or something. Six the to part eight? The point is if if you're after a free game,
1: you know, get, get looking out there because there's loads of loads of websites and publishers offering deals at the moment. So just keep your eyes open. You'll find plenty. In fact, I've um, Steam just did Pac-Man Champion Edition 2. That was free to own mm-hmm. and keep forever. Not like a free weekend. You can uh, claim that and keep it. Um, but the Japanese Retro Gaming Association did something uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Um, uh, as the name would suggest, it's an organization that's um, made up of people who love and look to restore, repair old um, consoles. And they had um, about a 100- hundred Bear, super famicoms just lying around that this was a system known in the west as the super nintendo yep. um ironically though despite the fact that it the name changed the design in america was different than the, the design we got here in europe was the same design they had in japan for some reason they went more squared in america with it don't know why um but you for that exact reason you couldn't run american games on uk um tvs not without adapters and whatnot um, that's on a side note though what they did was that they had these uh, super famicons going spare and they've basically just put out an open call to japanese kids get in touch with us drop us an email tell us why you'd like one if you'd like one we'll ship you one for absolutely nothing with a couple games yours to keep sounds great to me because admittedly if i if i had nothing better to do and i still had one i would love to play a bit of super nintendo but now give me a bit of Super Mario World, a bit of uh, Legends of Zelda, Link to the Past, and I will be happily occupied for several hours.
0: It's it's really, it really is amazing. You just, in ti- in a time like this, you just see so many people trying to help out in their own way, you know? It, it, it really is a great thing, because, you know, you, you, you hear about the bad stuff, so often that hearing about something like this or anything that people are doing to do good in the world is just, it, 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 it touches you, man. It really does. It, it does. And um, I I don't want to drag
1: this conversation in, in a political direction because that's not what this podcast is about, but it's also just been nice just for a little while for a few weeks, just to have a bit of sanity when it comes to just the news in general and politics you're not seeing many of them of course that they'll no disrespect you but there'll always be political point scoring in america at any opportunity but we haven't seen this kind of come together spirit uh, ever as far as i'm aware if you were to ask me to guess the last time we saw it, it was probably at the second world war you couldn't even say vietnam in america because the country was split down the middle on that just as like there have been on trump and hillary and all, all this rubbish but it's just nice to be at a as inconvenient and as awkward as this period has been, it is just nice to just see people around the world coming together and just finding weird and wonderful ways to, to help each other. time and to help each other and do positive things. I mean, in the UK at the moment, we have um, a social distancing policy. We're told to stay at home. If we do go out, um, try to only go out. Well, it's not a case of try. You're told, loosely ordered to only go out if you have to. It has to be a necessary journey, so... Um, but when you do go out, you'll see people um, queuing up, respecting each other's space area. I mean, it, it's just it's just nice just seeing people come together and trying to, you know, just get through this. And I think I sincerely hope at least that when this is all over and done with, which is looking it's looking like they want to get things back to, back to normal sooner rather than later. But I hope that we do kind of carry on this um spirit because it has been nice and I think it's something that we haven't re- it's it's a spirit of um come togetherness that we haven't seen for a very long time. Oh, I but, completely um, agree. We're, we're closing up on a couple of subjects uh Hugh wants to discuss. So one is about
0: uh one is uh, 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 not not very not too much is known on it, but um it is being kind of foreshadowed that Call of Duty Vietnam will be the Call of Duty we get this year. This is um, from what I remember what was supposed to come out in place of Modern Warfare Mm. at some point. I'm not too sure. Um, Or maybe this is what um, Sledgehammer was working on before Supposedly, Treyarch took over the reins. Um, it's, it's been stated that it's going to be w- what Black Ops was for the last one. Four was the last Black so Ops, yeah. Five would be the one that come out this year, but now there are reports that it's going to be Vietnam, so it's very up in there. So, take everything that with a grain of salt because. There's no confirmation that that's what it's going to be, but um, someone that suicide isn't too happy with Jason. Try. <laughs> um, he had um had some inside information that this would be something that would be coming out this year. Uh, I don't know. I I don't.
1: I do not have a problem with Jason Schreier. I think he is a very competent journalist. I think he's done very well at Kotaku and I wish him all the best moving to uh, Bloomberg or wherever he has gone. But I just think that there have been times at Kotaku where he's allowed his staff to go off on tangents that he probably should have just reined in a little bit. I'm just, I'm just saying that if, if you're just after sensible news, Kotaku hasn't been the best source for the last couple of years.
0: But to get back to 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 the Vietnam um it isn't the first time that they would be dabbling into it because i believe black ops 1 was set during the cold war and i believe it it had missions where you went where you were in Vietnam but it didn't primarily focus on it i believe I, from from my knowledge the only game that actually has like focused on Vietnam i believe battlefield had a game
1: battlefield has twice there was a um there was the original vietnam that came out shortly after the first game in the series i think it went battlefield one as was then you have battlefield vietnam then it went on to battlefield um two and so forth Um, but then they revisited Vietnam in Battlefield Bad Company 2 which is a honestly excellent game I think Bad Company 2 is probably the best multiplayer game I've ever played and the Vietnam DLC I completely agree the Vietnam DLC is without a doubt one of the best DLCs ever made for a game but Bad Company 2 was honestly excellent It's um, um, definitely the
0: best multiplayer they've ever put out
1: in it was just opinion. tight. It, it it wasn't there wasn't anything particularly hot or flashy about it. It just worked and it was tight and it played well. Um, if you were to re, if you were to remake that one, I'd probably buy it straight away. Oh, I would too, hundred percent. Uh, but ea's not interested in giving us what we want anymore, so uh <laughs> I won't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, whether they'll do it or not, uh, they might do. I'd I'm say- almost kind of- I'd say it would be
0: cool.
1: I'm almost kind of wondering though. I mean, Vietnam is an, is something that I dare say is taught a lot more in America than it is around the world because it was well accepted in Vietnam because it was an American war. Um uh people know about Vietnam, a lot of people don't know the details. Um uh yeah, I could see them doing it, but there's it's 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 a horrible thing to say, but Vietnam's almost like a war that America has been trying to forget. It's like, it's like, it's it's the closest I think you'll ever get to America admitting, yeah, we shouldn't have been there in the first place. And, you know, we, we, we got out as best as we could and let's just move on very quickly. Um, it's, it's a difficult subject in America, but, um, around the world, it's, it's, you know, people know of it, but, uh. I don't think it, I, I'm not saying that it should stop people making games about it. I'm not oh. saying that Vietnam's an untouchable subject, but I'm yeah. kind of wondering if it's just starting to teeter at the point of being just slightly irrelevant to a lot of people.
0: Well, to to me, to me, the reason why I would like to see it is is just one of those. It's a way they could take you back to to a to a pre existing like uh, time period. That hasn't been like rammed inside of our heads in video games, no. countless and countless time. I mean, just, just how, can you even sit there and just name how many World War Two games we've got throughout the years? Yeah. It's I, I always I, I I
1: whether it's true or not, I don't know. I always just get the feeling that developers prefer wherever possible not to touch on real wars the only bonus we have with world war two now is that there are very few people left alive that actually fought in that conflict. There are plenty of people around that still remember Vietnam and what they did and saw there. So I think that's probably why we don't get too many games because there are going to be people out there who are very much against the glorification of of that, that war. That was a, I'm going to, for the first time, I'm going to swear that war was an absolute shitstorm for American troops. And, um, it was, uh, as I said, it's, all, it's almost a, a subject that it should be covered, but if they cover it, I'll tell you, if they did cover it, they sh- I would like them to do something similar to what um, EA kind of did with Battlefield 1 in that they tried, they don't attempt to glorify Wait, Battlefield
0: it. 1 or Battlefield 1?
1: Battlefield One, O N E, not not the, <laughs> um, in that they attempt to humanise the story of the war, um, I do, do do for for let me make this abundantly clear. I am not prudish. I am not. I really, I, I'm not a social justice warrior. But I think that um, I think even I will go as far as to say that Vietnam is a difficult subject. And if they are going to do it. The prior games got away with it because they didn't really make it about the war. It just happened to be a war game set in Vietnam. Uh, if you do go down the road of the, of getting politically involved in the story, you open up a big can of worms. So yeah, I'm all for a Call of Duty Vietnam, but you know, just make it a game set in Vietnam. Or if you do talk about the war, A, probably best you don't, but B, if you do, at least be sympathetic to the actual you know the fact that there are people out there that are still deeply traumatized from that war yeah um but uh we, we need to uh close off and uh, let's try and uh, get a more positive subject to end it on and i'm seeing that hugh's rather panicking because there's nothing on the script at the moment
0: <laughs> he's, he's, hey there is one thing left and that on, is a question that I have to ask you. It's not really news. Um, I seen it in passing on a on someone's Twitter post, um, I believe, the other day. And that is are hackers ruining c- crossplay? Uh yes,
1: uh, it is a PC problem. I understand entirely why console players turn off crossplay because of it. Um It depends on the game, though. If you're looking at competitive games, there will always be cheaters. And that's on console and PC as well. It's just easier to cheat on the PC. Um, But if you get into competitive gaming, there will always be cheating. I don't think there's anything you can do to fix that. And if, without meaning to keep on talking about it, if you were playing Call of Duty Warzone, if you're playing it on your PlayStation or Xbox, and you start to think I'm getting really sick of all these PC players, and you turn cross play off. Yeah, fair enough. I understand the decision. It's, uh, as far as I'm aware, all the cheeses are coming from the PC end at the moment. So if you'd rather just turn it off and not worry at about least it, they are enough.
0: trying to do things to combat that. It seems so trying.
1: Um, the problem that there, uh, there does come a point though, and this this is getting back to the whole thing about PUBG, and that is that. If a game does get a cheating problem that's big, and they don't start to cover it, you begin to question every single death you take in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: do. Um, you, 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 you. Every time you die in in Warzone, I mean, it was like in in PUBG. Every time you died in that game, because you knew it had such a big cheating problem. Every time it. you died, you questioned it how did mm-hmm. they know I was there? How did they kill me so quickly? How did, you know, how did oh, I was firing at them first? How come they got me down faster? And you just start to, you just start to think and question everything about it. So, um, if you do turn it off, I, I have absolutely no problem with you because it is a PC problem. Um, but on the plus side, Activision is looking to fix it. And by opening up cross play, it needs the games a lot faster.
0: It also sucks because it, 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 it makes it makes the people who don't do this crap on the pc look bad it makes the pc look bad and it sucks because um, know, there are plenty of people that don't do it
1: yeah oh, yeah um but at the same time I know as a pc gamer if I wanted to get some cheating software that uh, hopefully wouldn't try and kill me at every given opportunity. If I wanted to try and get some for Warzone, it probably wouldn't take me any longer than about five minutes to find some. Um even worse, it'll probably take me about fifteen minutes to find some that was available for free. Um it's out there. Uh I do not recommend it in the slightest because as you saw with that story uh we talked about earlier in PUBG, you don't know who's creating these um cheating uh programs and what they're putting in it that you're not seeing. Um but so uh do, do it at your own risk um but i don't know I've always just felt the same way about it. I understand cheating for the if you do it offline and to make the game more entertaining for yourself mm-hmm. I get that i get I get people using cheat engine in dark Souls um in in, in I offline mean, there, there's they, so many cool things that you could
0: now. do with dark Souls like that like even if you run, like with you like even you ran a just a, a mod pack to make your graphics better and you got soft banned for
1: it. yeah i got soft for that yeah um and uh, uh was i gnawed about it yes did i violate the uh, end user agreement yes so i d- I, d- I don't think i i think i always knew it was a possibility that would happen but i just didn't expect it to happen um but there were other, it may have been other things that may have caused that for example i know that there was an issue in dark souls where um if a player invaded you or you summoned somebody and they dropped an item that had been modified in some way and you picked it up that automatically had your account ready and primed ready to be uh, thrown into the soft ban pool yourself um if and that that used to happen quite a lot that was quite a big troll in the game for a while actually that you'd you'd be, um you'd invade somebody, drop something on the floor, knowing that if they picked it up, it would flag their account as suspicious. That was quite a big thing in Dark Souls for a while. Um, but yeah, it's if, if you want to cheat offline, go for it. If you're cheating online, you're only pissing off a lot of people and you're only fooling yourself. Ru- the you're thing. ruining you're really the experience
0: for everybody, honestly. For, for nothing. Um, unfortunately...
1: And unfortunately, I'd like to say that it was enough to suggest that if you win when you're cheating, you're not really winning. But for some people, it's enough that they'll take the win, even if they've cheated to do it. There's some scumbags out there, but activism just has to stay hot and keen on this and just stop Warzone becoming a problem. And I can't help but feel that the biggest mistake they made was making it free. If you make it, if, if it wasn't free, at least if you got banned for it for cheating I can see why they did it financially. You would have to give them more money. Yeah. Well, there is always the whole free to play uh, business with microtransactions and selling coins, which is a big factor in Call of Duty as a whole, not just Warzone. Even in modern warfare, they ran battle pass and all the coin business down your throat at every given opportunity. Um, it's probably, I would think the most annoying aspect of the game, aside from the bugs that they just won't fix, but um, yeah, um, Activision's hot on it, but I hope they can keep on top of it yeah and and that, I think, is about everything that is yeah. all the news as of today. You can carry on,
0: regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the rest assured everybody... there will
1: be more next week,
0: yep. <laughs> so i hope everybody enjoyed um if you would like to make sure to subscribe on youtube or whatever podcast um provider that you listen on um and, but until next time i am hugh ragus and i'm suicidal sanders we are technically gaming and peace